Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, primates, um, snakes, <laughs> reptiles, um, canines, felines, and any of the lions, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, it's your boy, Tommy D, the nonprofit, <clears throat> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, connector, nonprofit sector connector guy, and the co-host of this here radio show called The Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. We're here to educate, we're here to learn, and we're here to advocate. And um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm learning a whole bunch the last couple of weeks. I'm learning about being an advocate. I'm learning about, I was on the phone with politicians last week. I was on the phone with politicians last week talking about an anti anti-puppy mill bill my, my co-host is here she's actually in the witness protection program so if you're watching this on facebook that's why you see her in the shades we uh we actually gonna have to make her voice muffled like that like they do on the tv right because i you look like you're in witness protection that's all i'm saying or i'm on vacation fair enough vacation it is <laughs> whatever you want to say that's fine i just remember it makes me think of my blue heaven if you all have not seen my blue heaven you gotta I love Right. Steve Martin, My Blue yeah. Heaven, classic, classic movie. <laughs> he says to the woman in the aisle, she's in the frozen food section. And he says, you shouldn't be in the frozen food section. It's dangerous for you to be in the frozen food. <laughs> Why? He goes, because you could melt all this stuff. Great <laughs> <laughs> movie. Teddy, you remember that movie? Yes. Classic, yeah. right? Great Love movie. That. Love that movie. Love that movie. All right. So before we dive into our conversation with our guests, I just stepped all over you, Val. I'm sorry. What were you okay. saying? No, we just saw that movie a couple of months ago. And like, I have so many favorite scenes of that oh, movie. But a classic. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And it uh, Tommy, before, before we get to the guests, I apologize. But just getting back to what you just said, Tommy's very humble. He has this like way about him that he's very modest. And the reality is, he's more than just, you know, like an advocate in training or whatever he likes to talk about. And this is on my list for today, Tommy. So I have to talk about this, but we're always talking about the ripple effect and like what one person can do. Okay. And Tommy just a few months ago was really never involved or paying attention to like um, animal welfare legislation or policies and stuff like that. And He's learned so much in the past few months, but so what does he do? He takes the ball and runs with it like no one I've ever seen before. And what he did was he educated himself. He's learning about, you know, what certain bills are, what their intentions are. And this is huge. Okay. I cannot overemphasize this. Tommy belongs to several business organizations. He's a great networker and he belongs to many of them for, for like 10 years or maybe more. One of those organizations is the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. And I didn't know this, but every year the Queen's Chamber goes up to Albany with some legislative actions that they're either in support of or against. And because of Tommy learning what he's learned on this animal advocacy side, he went to the chamber and said, there's this anti-puppy mill bill. It's really important to a lot of people. Can we do something? And they put it on their agenda in support of that bill. That is huge, huge. I can't even, I don't even know how to say it. But in addition to that, several additional co-sponsors uh, uh, committed their support to this bill right after. I mean, you can't point and say because of this, you know, but certainly, certainly it was persuasive it's historic, as far as I know. I don't know any other chambers who do this. And it, it is just such an incredible thing that you did, Tommy. So um, I, I appreciate it. And, and you know, I appreciate all that. And I don't know if humility is something I get to be called all that often. But I do, you know, because I'm, I'm the biggest Tommy D fan out there. But so that's not so that's not really being not humble. I just like him. I think he's a good dude. Yeah, I will say this. Look, that's that's just really and thanks, Val. But that's really just a result of of relationships and connections. And it's really a result of, you know, I have some friends at the Queen's Chamber of Commerce and I made a call and I'm pulling it up because they actually did put it on their legislative agenda. Unfortunately, I broke my toe a week leading up to that. So I didn't go up to Albany with the chamber, which I have done prior to COVID every year they've had Queen's Day. So it's a shout out to Brendan Levy, Tom Gretsch at the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Um, because, you know, without my relationship with those guys, Brendan, who runs business development, and actually, if you listen to my other show, Philanthropy and Focus, Brendan is actually the singer 
and the co-author of the lyrics of the philanthropy and focus song and the other author is me because i believe we were like lennon and mccarthy no mccarthy wow how about mccartney tommy how about them too um you know when we put that birthday so happy birthday brendan is it brendan's birthday yep it's brendan's birthday today i saw it online and i just i can't but see tommy this is the whole point you're one person i am well multiple personalities but one one body yeah. And talking about the relationships which you have, imagine if every person who wanted to get something done did exactly what you did and reached out to their long-standing yeah. relationship that they have. Well, you ins- I, all kidding aside, you know, we'll make this a big love fest, but you inspired me. I mean, I'm looking at the thing from the Queen Chamber of Commerce. It was bill number S1130, and it was Senator Michael Gennaris. Who, mm-hmm. who had this on the Senate side of things. And when I came into finding out about this, I'm, I'm actually reading from the Queen's Chamber thing, which if I could figure it out, I will share this on Facebook for you all to check it out. But it says 2022, Queen's Day in Albany, May 10th, 2022. And then it's got all these different pieces of uh, these bills, these different pieces of legislation. And it actually has a green thumbs up if we're digging it, the chamber mm-hmm. that is, and it has a red thumbs down if we're not digging it. And uh, fortunately, the red thumbs down was on... Um, uh, Assemblyman Godfrey's bill, which is the uh, New York Health Act, which would be some way trying to figure out how to have single payer health care, which when you own a health insurance agency, that's not exactly awesome for the uh, for, for, the, for the good assemblyman. But but I will tell you for us, thank you to the chamber. Thank you for the Brendan thank and, you. And, Tom, and Val. Thank you for for leading the way and telling me about this. And, and hopefully this is what I'm hoping it's going to lay precedence for, and and we'll have this open door opportunity for future bills, but also I hope other chambers of commerce is out there, chambers of commerce, uh, whatever the plural is, you know, will take a page out of this book and say, hey, you know, we, we have a, a chamber of commerce. Why aren't we lobbying for yeah, things yeah. that are good for our community too? Yeah, so, yeah. I dig it, Val. It's a big deal. I mean, and that's, I really know that comes from the leadership from Tom Gresh at the chamber. Great. Tom, Love you, Tom. Love. Thank you. Love Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Queen Chamber. <laughs> I, I will tell you that's, but that all happens because, like I said, of relationships. But it's because I've made a lot of uh, deposits into that relationship. So mm-hmm. I encourage you. I'm not here to teach you about networking today, but it's about relationships. It's about connections. It's about helping other people out. And I don't get to call in favors because I did nothing. I get to call in favors because I did a lot. So think about that in terms of that. So anyway, let's get into this. So Val, where are we at with that legislation before we introduce our guests? So um, right now, everyone is just waiting with bated breath. There's only three legislative sessions left in uh, the New York State Assembly. The bill has gotten the green light. It is, it's just awaiting its opportunity for an up and down vote on the floor. It could happen right now. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen Friday. Um, we just hope that hope and pray it gets onto the floor because we know, I mean, it's already got super majority support. So it will pass. And it just needs to get to the floor for that opportunity. Thank you, Val. I mean, it was the coolest thing. I actually had uh, one of the assemblymen call me on my cell and he was like, Tommy, this is, I'll just, I'm not going to say his name right now, but uh, <laughs> hey, how are you, man? And it was, I literally, I don't get scared of anything, but I kind of got the butterflies when he called me. But he, he said, <laughs> oh, good. You're in support of it. Me too. And that was kind of how that went. He was going up there this past Monday to make it happen. So that that's good. I'm excited. All right. So let's get moving. Let's go into this. Let's introduce our guest right now. So Lynn Fidali is here, Charmaine, Charmaine DeRosa is here, and Teddy Hen is here from an organization called Missing Animal Response Network. Between my friend in the Witness Protection Program and you all <laughs> hunting down missing animals, I feel like I should be in witness protection today. I watch some of the stuff you guys have been doing, like on Facebook, and it blows my mind. Like how, going to look for missing animals, not something that is scheduled, right? It happens like all out of the blue where, where all of a sudden somebody's animal, cat, dog, or otherwise is missing and, and somebody needs to jump in. So can you either Teddy or Lynn, Charmaine, where do we start? Why is this? Already, I, I know why it exists, but why are you the people that are doing this type of work? Can I just, hi. Yes, Lynn, get in, can let's I do just, it. Um, correct your, um, so we are Long Island Lost Dog Search and Rescue. We are MARN members, which is Missing Animal Response Network, which is Teddy's training. He's a MARN technician tra- trained by um, Kat Albridge and Jadine Dwyer. Uh, so let me fix. Train- so let me fix that. Lost dog search and rescue. Long Island lost right? dog search. So right, but I'll get. I'll, I'll, 
but you learn the, the programs through Missing Animal Response Network, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes, our tracking dog and Teddy are trained through MARN. Okay, got it. Okay, sorry for the mi mistake there. So tell us where this starts to eat, you know, Lynn or Teddy, what, why did this come up? Why did this come to be? Teddy could start. Um, I don't know, did we have a problem with a lot of people losing pets? Dogs run away for whatever reason and uh, we help them get them home. We wanna save them as much as we can. Why are, you, why are you, Teddy? Why was this a thing that, did you lose a dog? Was there something that brought this up for yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, well, when my dog died, I was just like devastated. And uh, I seen a dog missing on um, one of the Facebook uh, sites, lost, um, lost and Found Pets. And it mm -hmm. looked just like my little ginger who passed. And I said, I got to go help find her, you know. And I did, I, I helped found her, I found her. And then uh, I swore I'd never get another dog again because it's heartbreaking when you lose a pet. Yep. And uh, I figured I at least save, help save them. And then just built from there, from one dog to the next, to the next, to the next. And then I ended up getting a dog. You did? I was gonna ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> you did end up getting one after all. Yeah. yeah. So so we met on Thanksgiving, um, a pit bull um, attacked a dog in a park, a puppy, a lady was walking her dog in a park, um, Hexer State Park, and um, the off-leash pit bull took the puppy, everyone was searching, they brought in a tracking dog, it interests Teddy, the tracking dog, but me and Teddy were the only ones there on Thanksgiving day looking for this dog. Teddy did bridge searches of this um, park. The dog, needless to say, was never found, but me and Teddy said, hey, this is something, you know, that's of interest to us because no one knows what to do for a lost dog here on Long Island. Mm -hmm. There's um, very few trappers. And mm -hmm. um, we started and um, Teddy saw, a, went with the tracking dog that had come down from whatever state it was in. And then he went to investigate all the trackers, um, who trains trackers on Long Island and all across the United States. And he chose Georgine Albridge and Kettle, uh, Georgine Dreyer and Kettle Albridge. And um, he started from there. He went to classes. He did a year and a half of tracking with Winston. And Winston was one of the dogs that we tracked and now Teddy, um, that we track with, but now Teddy also saved his life um, trapping him. And we trained him to become a tracker. He's had 20 walk-up fines um, in the years he's been doing it. I think four years he's been doing it, which is wow. a 5% um, success rate to actually hey. walk up to the dog. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but so for our audience, I just want to delineate what we're saying. She's saying tracker. This dog is a tracking. He's a tracking dog. He's trained, right. he's trained right. to track um lost pets yes and what and so is that sense that scent training yes yes okay and so this dog and can we just talk about what kind of dog it is because i think people hear a tracking or a scent trained dog and they think of specific types of breeds what what kind of dog is winston please he's a long-haired dachshund i mean how adorable is that <laughs> yeah. he's adorable yeah. I kind of feel like in the in the TV shows or whatever you see, it's it's like the bloodhounds and you know the different kind of larger breed dogs. With I saw a Top Chef once, and they had a competition. They have dogs in Italy that are specifically trained to find and dig up the truffles. Yeah, they're, they're truffle dogs, but again, they're like a coon hound or I forgot what they are. But right. to know a little a little you know adorable dachshund long haired dachshund is capable of saving these lives and finding lost dogs i think that's just amazing i think it's amazing yeah yeah well my plan was in the beginning <laughs> to get a bloodhound i wanted to get a bloodhound and uh i i discovered this um the mon uh you know missing animal response network they they teach you to train your dog to, to be a tracking dog or trailing mm -hmm. dog. And they had a boot camp in Mystic, Connecticut for a week long. And I signed up to go to that. And I figured I would just buy a dog there and come home with one trained already. And when I quickly found out that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to um, train your dog 
pretty much yourself. So you know how to read the dog. You need to know every mm-hmm. little flick of the tail or nose twitch or head bob. Everything he's doing, he's telling you something. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't so go purchase a dog trained from someone else and and be able to read them. You know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot. Like, I want to interrupt you one sec, Teddy. Hold that thought because we do have to go to a quick break. But what I would like when we come back is if you can tell us, here's what happens. A, a call comes in. And now you have to act and you and Winston have to act and the team has to act. So I want you, when we come back, let's talk about that. Let's talk about a most recent um, tracking that you and Winston did together and, and, and Lynn or whoever else on the team was involved. And let's, let's hear about that because I think that's, and I have some pictures. In fact, Val, for your pleasure, I have a picture of super Winston that I'll be sharing with everybody right now as we go to break. So when we come back, we'll do the story about what happened, how you save somebody's animal that went missing. Um, We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. sharing i'm actually on facebook just sharing long island lost dog search and rescue just some Can I just, um, i'm sorry I, I, I so, yeah it, hello <laughs> but <laughs> i, I want to just mention this before we get into uh the details of any specific rescue because um you know unfortunately social media has both pros and cons and a lot of times when you see someone report a missing animal or something you know they'll get like pushback, like, oh, well, how did your dog get out? And, you know, how come, how come this happened? How come that happened? Like they start questioning the, the uh, fur parent. Um, and I just want to say that, you know, I really believe this can happen to anyone, no matter how much you love your animals and no matter how responsible you are, um, you know, these things can happen in a moment. And whether it's, you know, it, sometimes someone is having work done in their house, okay, and, and the, the back door keeps getting swung open or whatever, and no matter how many times you tell somebody, you know, they don't, and they don't listen, and it can just happen. And so I really, I would love to get a message out there, like if someone's pet goes missing, I know some of the biggest, best animal lovers out there who, have, who their cat uh, got out or, you know, their dog saw a squirrel and started chasing it. It can just happen. So I think we all need to come from that place of compassion and say, I would die. I, I, if my dog got out, I don't know. I would be a hysterical hot mess and everyone knows it. You, you, want, to, you want to do it? 
what to what to do when the you want to know basically what to do when, when a pet goes missing this, how everybody springs into action and yeah yeah <laughs> tell us that story i val i appreciate the compassion and really you know if we stop hating on each other they're just like stuff happens they might say other things like that forrest gump movie they said other things but i'll just say stuff happened so yeah <laughs> sure, I mean, everybody's a critic you know right 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 where it's like how about we just help how about we just help? Too many people that are judges out there and bash the owners because they're asking for help to find their dog. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, and it happens to everyone. It's not productive to do that. Right. Oh, no. Right. Let's let's fix the problem, right? Yeah. Well, like every, everyone drops their babies, right? I know I was dropping. I'm just saying. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean everyone drops their babies? <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I spoke parents everybody gets everybody drops a baby at least right, hold on hold on i've had <laughs> i have four children and i've never dropped a child yet well, now so well, i don't know that everybody drops their babies well you might be the exception i guess but i will tell you this and, and my daughter will kill me but when she was like i don't know two months old i was eating a burrito and i was like had her on my lap and i dropped black beans on her head from the burrito. Um, so she always reminds me of that but i didn't drop her i mean I just, <laughs> That's a pretty good deal if it was either getting dropped <laughs> or black beans on it. <laughs> so, so um, Teddy's going to tell you um, about about um, what happens, the steps. But the yeah. first steps when a dog goes missing, um, we work closely with Missing Angels. Um, they're partners of ours, and we learned a lot from them. And um, it's a it's a group of girls on Facebook. I'm one of the admins, and. Um, you know, they lost a dog years ago and, and we got involved with them. So any lost dog that goes missing, we share on Missing Angels right away. And they, they send out instructions to you. They give you all the instructions, you know, first call the chip company, re make a file, um, or re please report um, to the police, the vets, the shelters. Um, they all have missing police um, and lost dog book. Mm -hmm. um, visit the shelters in person, post on neighbors, ring, uh, next door, paw boost. Um, what is the one, Teddy lost my doggy? They call every house within a certain perimeter of your home and let them know a dog is missing. Yeah, lostmydoggy.com. Lostmydoggy.com. Lost they do the, um, the phone solicitation, you know. Wow. Try to get the people to uh, attack every avenue possible to help, all the social Flyers. media. Uh, flyers are number one. You got to get them up blasted. You know, we start a two mile radius where mm -hmm. the dog went missing. So it usually takes, you know, up to between 150 to 200 flyers. You got to put them on the poles. You don't put them in mailboxes. Mm -hmm. Staple them or tape them to the poles. And this is really good information because I have to be honest with you. I think most people's gut reaction, my, my first instinct would be to start roaming the neighborhoods and you know calling out my dog's name and bringing his favorite treats with me and stuff but when you think about it it's like i'm just one person and you can certainly cover a lot more ground by incorporating casting a wider net yeah well in the first initial hour or two that doesn't hurt for you and your family members to split up and go looking and you know you might be able to spot them you know, because he's probably not, um, he's probably nearby still, unless mm -hmm. somebody chased him and tried to catch him, you know, a stranger. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst thing you can do is chase a, a lost dog. You're yeah. either chasing them away from their home and out of their safe zone, and then they can't find their way home. Well, we've had many, many people that have lost their dogs and they've showed up back home two weeks later. Wow. They they were in the area, they were just hiding. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that's the worst thing you could do. So flyers are are key right after you you know your immediate family starts searching because you're going to get the town's eyes on the dog instead of you know ten people's eyes. You're going to get thousands of people's eyes, and the flyer has to be legible. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do at Long Island Lost Dog Search and Rescue and Missing Angels. We make the flyers for the people so they're the right way. They don't waste their time putting up a flyer. They need a flyer that you could see the picture of the dog, lost dog, and a phone number on a pole that a driver speeding by could say, "Hey, I saw that dog." you know, a block away, let me call, you know, and then, uh, and then you leave scent trails outside clothing um, to help your dog. If he passes your sidewalk, the scent of the owner. So you would leave it down the sidewalk leading to your home. Wow. So if the dog happens to pass, it's, you're helping him get home. 
And then after you've exhausted all those, that's when you call a tracker and a trapper, which is us, is Teddy, myself, and Charmaine. Um, how soon, Lynn? Like, like how soon after we've exhausted those initial options? I mean, do we get you involved, you know, a couple hours into this thing? I would say, I would, I would say, Teddy, you can answer that. Um, I, don't, I don't believe you mentioned the shelters. So you got to call all the shelters. Yeah, you, shelters. You around uh, looking and the dog is in the shelter. <laughs> yeah. That's one option. Teddy, how, how soon how after soon, that? How soon would I come? I mean, I can come within a couple hours, you know, I want them to, to look first, obviously it could be in the neighbor's backyard, you know, right. Yeah. Or, to, or just around the corner walking, uh, on some, sitting on someone's lawn, but, uh, yeah, I would say start flyering. Like if you went missing this morning at night, you want a flyer for the morning commuters to see all the posters up in neon backgrounds that stand out. You know, and then you might get the call. I, I seen your dog um, on my front lawn this morning and get you right in, in the right area, you know. And you'd and, be uh, surprised how many flyers work 99% of the time, right? Yeah. So many times people find a dog and, and bring them in. And you'll be surprised how many lost dogs go missing with no tags. And uh, the people have the dog and they don't even know an owner's looking for them, but the flyers, they, they realize a family's looking for their, their pet and uh, now they know who to call. Yeah. Wow, I wish there was a, a centralized, like national uh, da database or something, like one place that everybody knew about, you know what I mean? Um, but what I think you guys are doing is, and I wrote this before, um, when I was writing your summary up and stuff, I believe you guys are doing God's work. I know you are. I think it's incredible how you guys not only have Winston, the superhero doggy, but, um, and your own sweat equity, but I love how you guys are leveraging technology and, you know, things like infrared cameras and even, even drones. I mean, I would love for you guys to tell us a story. If you, if you wouldn't mind, pick a dog, any dog. Lynn, I think when we first started chatting i think that you guys were on the hunt for um athena athena yeah athena. I, think I mean you you guys can tell whatever story you want but i'm mesmerized over i mean this is this is like macgyver stuff to me you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think i think teddy's gonna tell you a story um he's gonna pick one um pick a happy and... ending story only happy endings yes <laughs> <laughs> i can't handle the other stuff <laughs> so yes we're going to start now. Teddy, no, I, I, when we come back, we're going to tell that story. But a, a couple of things I got to ask you, and we'll maybe we can weave this in. You mentioned chips. I mean, we mentioned it as like just kind of a, a thing that to mention, but I don't know that everybody gets their dog chipped. So I do, I'm assuming they don't. So let's talk about chips when we come back. I want to send a hello to a couple of folks out here. Uh, Christine Kathleen says, these are the most wonderful selfless guests to have on today. Outstanding people. Well, thank you, Christine, for mm -hmm. checking in. Um, you know, Joanne Winkar Cave is always checking in with us. Hey, Joe. Charlie, Tanya. Charlie and Tanya Dybel rhymes with Bible. Rhymes with Bible, like, rhymes with Bible as we <laughs> like to say, so we don't screw up the pronunciation. They're always checking in. And I'll say this. <clears throat> Teddy, here's a question for you. You can think about it during the break. Uh, this is from Christine Kathleen. Teddy, what's your take on those air tags? Worth it or not? I don't even know what those mean. So you can tell us what those mean and tell us a story when we come back. This mm. is Professionals and Animal Lovers show. We'll be right back. Okay. Howdy. Yeah. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. to the professionals and animal lovers show and i only do that because some folks count on me singing once in a while on the show i just look I, I don't i'm who who i'm not sure but somebody was texting me and said could you sing i don't who? know i did it my i texted myself <laughs> and i said tommy D, it wasn't you lynn was it you did you text no. me <laughs> oh my goodness we're back all right so a couple of things where we left off when we went to break um <laughs> Tanya is texting me. Somebody is texting me. Tanya, did you want me to sing? Tanya Dybul? I have to read that. I will read your question in a second. Chips and air tags. Let's start there. Like, <laughs> like what percentage, if you know, like if I, if I was to adopt, I, I know like shout out, like I do pretty much every week, Regina Mendoza, you know, she's shipping is very important when you uh, uh, camp happy tales NYC. But she, she was always telling me like when we were talking to her about getting a dog, adopting from her uh, her rescue it was about getting chip was one of the important pieces so let's talk a little bit about chips and i don't know what an air tag is but i know you guys will help me out with that so let's jump right back into yeah. that All right. microchips are very important everybody should have their pet microchipped even cats not mm. just dogs and uh, you'll be surprised a lot of people get their dogs microchipped but they don't register it that's a big problem yeah we get dogs you know, we find a lost dog and, and we scan them and it's not registered. People or bring they, they move and they don't update. A friend of mine's cat went missing about uh, roughly eight or nine months ago. And she was absolutely hysterical beside herself. It was an accident, of course. Her daughter accidentally, you know, let the cat out. And um, this cat was from California from a relative that she had that could no longer take care of it. So I asked her, you know, is the cat chipped? And she just melted down further because she felt so guilty. She's like, the cat's chipped, but it's not, it, it would show to that address in California. All address. Yeah, you have to, when you yeah. change your phone number or address, you have to um, contact the microchip company and update it right. you know, to you for your new information. But we've had a dog, a little Yorkie named uh, Louie that went missing, and we look like crazy for this dog, um, and it just vanished, vanished. We must have been years, fire. Two years went by, and uh, whoever had Louie, about an hour and a half drive from here, Louie was found walking down the street. The, the girl who found him brought him into the animal hospital. They scanned him for the microchip, and bingo. Got Louis' owner's information, and Louis got to go home after two years. Oh my two god! Years. Like wow. Six months ago. Yeah, two um, years. Somebody had her. You know, to me, that's stealing. That is stealing. When you take yeah. someone's pet, yeah, it's lost. It doesn't mean it's free. It belongs to someone. Right. No, that dog at home, and and it's selfish because uh, you don't think the dog wants to be home with his family. Of you know? course. And the family I, is absolutely distraught. And looking and every day. Two years back, either. And then, uh, so that microchips are very important. And just because you bring them to Petco and they got chipped, it's not registered. You have to go home and register it yourself and fill out a form 
and and pay whatever it is twenty five dollars for lifetime or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know. And of course, update it if you change your information, your address, and phone number. So, what about these air tags? That's what Christine. Air was tags. It's the same thing as a GPS collar. Mm -hmm. I think every dog owner should have one. Mm. They are unbelievable. Mm. It shows you know you go on their app, and it shows you a map and exactly where your dog is. It'll pinpoint it the dog. Excuse me. Pinpoint the location of your dog. Pinpoints the location. Wow. Is that is that a chip or is it a collar? Where I'm it's not a collar. It's That's a collar. on the collar. There's, there's a couple of them. Fee collar. There's a fee. New new brand name fee. Everybody's. Uh, the air tag looks like a keychain. Also looks like a keychain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's fee and there's a whistle. There's another brand. You know, if you you pay for um. The good well, brands. You got Teddy. I got to interrupt you because you better call Fee or whoever and get a commission. Because Christine Kathleen says I'll be getting five air tags. Lol. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's how fast the world changes. So right? Apple air tags. Yeah, Apple and air tag is different. Supposed to work good too. I'm not familiar with it, but they're they're new. They work the same way. But from my experience, if you get a cheap one, the battery life don't last as long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I have a GPS for my dog because I have my mom home and I have construction workers at my house always doing work. So I got nervous. So mm -hmm. I, you got to look at um, water and battery life. Like if my dog goes missing and he, and he's out in the rain or, you know, he's missing three days and, and we can't narrow it down. We want the longest battery life and the longest water. So I think, you know, you got to look at that. The Apple AirTag is, is new and we um, did find a dog with the Apple AirTag and it got us in the area we needed to be in. Um, mm -hmm. So that works as well. So let me ask you another question, uh, getting back to the tracking stuff, right? So, and I definitely wanna hear some specific stories, but uh, Lynn, I know you spoke to me about something like, uh, which is something I didn't know, but you, I believe you had seen or, or spotted a missing dog or something like that. And you had said that you got out of the car and went right to the ground because you don't want to stand up. Yes, you want to lower your posture. So the worst oh. thing you could do is chase chase a lost dog. First of all, they're out of their element and they're, they're either likely scared or some dogs are just runners. Um, mm. My dog will sit there, but some dogs think it's a game. And then the, the mm. more you chase them, the more they're going to run. So you, you don't know, you don't know this dog. So you automatically drop to the ground, have food, um it's called calming signals and you're lowering your posture and showing the dog that you're friendly you're not a threat and teddy does it very well um teddy you want to add to that yeah um well most dogs that are that go missing let's say for more than 24 hours their natural animal instincts to survive kick in because they're lost they're confused they start to panic and then something snaps in their brain it's called um, survival mode mm -hmm. or fight mm -hmm. or flight mode. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. So the, the natural animal instincts, instincts to survive kick in, which means anything they feel a threat, they're going to run. And mm -hmm. when they're in this survival mode, they look at humans and they think a human's going to kill them and run. Wow. You know, all, all dogs go through this. It seems like everyone, it's, it's, you know, that's how they stay alive, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. once they're caught, they snap back out of it. Mm -hmm. Especially when they see the owner and the owner yeah. approach them, you know, after I got them in my trap and the owner comes over and they realize, oh, that's mommy. They just snap back out of it and back to their normal selves. They feel like they're safe again. You you guys must have had some really heart melting moments. I mean, I, I, I would be a, a melted puddle of water if my dog went missing and then you guys found him and I was reunited, I, I know, I mean, I, I would just be hot mess, express tears and snot and ugly crying. I'm assuming that, you know, when That's you guys do it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> even when a, when a dog's in survival mode, they might not recognize the owner. And I tell the owners, you, you oh, have gosh. to, you have to sit on the ground. Cause if you're standing, you're telling the dog you're a threat. If you're sitting on the ground, he realizes you're not a threat because you know, there's no way, you know, you're going to be able to just roll over the ground to him. He'll be gone. He knows that you're not a threat mm -hmm. sitting on the ground. And I've had the owners um, uh, 
face to face with the dog and the dog looks at them and, and runs away and they can't believe it. They wow. Believe it. Oh, that would, yeah. No. I, heart, that would be heartbreaking. I, I would feel. Once most of their brains work off their nose, mm-hmm. the dog could smell you. Um, most likely just jump right into your lap. Oh, you know. talk about some great success stories. I know you guys have a lot. I mean, are there any ones that stand out in your head? Well, for instance, this dog that we tracked down in Jones Beach went missing. It was missing for two days and nights. And the owner had 200 people looking for this dog. Wow. And uh, he called me, asked me to help. I said, sure, I'll come help. And I uh, came with my drone, searched the beach, couldn't find him. Somebody else was there with their drone, couldn't find him. And he's like, he must have went down to the next parking field. And I says, uh, well, do you have a scent article with you? from my dog, my, my search dog, Winston. He said, yeah, I got a blanket right here. I pulled it out of the truck. Winston tracked this dog. He pulled me immediately right on scent to right where he was. And uh, you know, we had to go through through the through the reeds, the beach reeds and the, and the swamp and around some dunes, over some dunes, back through the beach grass and through the swamp again. and. Around some dunes again. It was quite a trail. Is he dragging you at that point? Like he's hot and he's moving. He's, he's pulling as hard as he can. Like he's trying to run out of his harness. And I got a thirty foot lead. I'm at the end, running behind him. And then oh. he he stopped. And and I I walk over. What he stopped sniffing at his fresh dog poop right there. I knew he was right on. Oh my god! <laughs> I said, "Good boy, go find him." And he kept going. And uh, all of a sudden, we we went around this dune, and there was grass about knee high and his puppy's head was sticking out looking at us wow oh. it froze i didn't let him move another inch i didn't move another inch i called the owner told him where we're at and he finally made it down to us and uh i told him about this dogs and you know survival mode that he might not recognize you mm-hmm. well he couldn't believe it this guy was 25 feet in front of the dog and dog wouldn't come to him. I says, get down low. He got down low. I says, don't approach him. Try to get him to come to you. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that for about a half an hour. I says, say something. I'm hiding behind the sand dune. Mm. So the dog can't see us. I just want the owner and the dog to be alone. And uh, so he don't get spooked and run away. Yeah. I says, say something to him that you say at home. That really gets him excited. Like I tell my dogs, you want to go to the park? And they start bouncing off the walls like a ping pong ball. They get so excited, you know, to, <laughs> to, to let them recognize yeah. you. Yeah. But still didn't recognize him. Meanwhile, this guy brought his dog with him to work every day, slept in his bed every night, you know. And he was like, literally, the dog, he started inching his way closer to him. And the dog started growling at him. Oh. And he was only a puppy, like seven months old. Uh-huh. This this grown man just started crying. He couldn't believe it. Oh. The love of his life is growling at him. Mm-hmm. So I said, Donald, take take your coat off. You got to get him to smell you. So he took his coat off and he tossed it towards him. Thank God the dog didn't run away. He went over and sniffed the coat, realized it was daddy, and ran over and jumped in his arms. That's the photo we sent you of Sally Max in, at the beach, the big guy in the grass. We're going to share that later on. Sally, yeah, uh, uh, that is... That is so heartwarming. And at the same time, I'm on edge listening to this. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what I would do. I, I, if, if my, I, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's almost like when you hear a parent who doesn't recognize their children, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, wow, that's such an incredible. Using a search dog is like one step in the process. Um, You don't know when to stop. There mm -hmm. was another one we tracked and, uh, went into this small woods, this trail. I stopped immediately because if I go in there, the dog's going to see me way before I see him. And he's going to bolt out of there. Yeah. In survival mode, he's going to run. They all mm-hmm. run. They mm-hmm. run. So I'm not going to go flush him out of his safe zone. That's his safe spot. After that, then I set up my trap. I know he's in these woods somewhere. I set up my trap and I get probably 99% of the dogs, 95% of the dogs home with my traps. Wow. Just just a large crate with food yeah. in it. And when she goes into the back of the crate to eat, the door automatically closes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, That's incredible. Of course, trapping is another big responsibility. You can't just set a trap and then check it in the morning. You got to put right. live, live cameras on it. 
And mm -hmm. if a raccoon goes in there, you got to go there immediately and release it. You can't yeah. wait in the morning. Same thing if a possum goes in there or a cat goes in there. You got to be there. So you're yeah. not home doing this. You're hanging out in your truck, in your car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so there's no sleep. When the trap is set, there's no sleep. sleep. Right. Right. Sitting in a car, quarter mile away, parked somewhere. So wow. let, let, I, I got a million questions, which we'll never get to today, which always happens only every time we do this show. But one thing I got to call out and then we got to take a quick break. So I do want to know more about that, what that looks like, because this is this is a nonprofit, Teddy, right? I mean, this yes. is like and you're all volunteers doing this. Correct. So when we come back, you can tell us how to support those efforts, right? Because that's important for us to do. But this show is all about the animals, right? But it's also about the connections. So Tanya Dye will text me. Do you think they would send me some information on what to do when a dog gets lost? So some of the stuff we've talked about. So we can add that to our Joey's Paw newsletter to get the information out. That's connecting. That's what's going on here now. So we'll make that connection offline. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Tanya, for sure. And thank you all for being here because now we just keep talking about the ripple effect. What's the ripple effect of that information now getting out there? What that dog parent should be doing? We're going to a quick break. Okay. Welcome back. Like I said, Teddy, Lynn, and Charmaine, give us an idea how we can make the connections and the support so you can keep doing this incredible work. We'll be right back. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Avengers Assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. show and i was gonna sing but you all didn't seem to appreciate my lovely singing <laughs> last time we came back from a break so i'm not gonna do it anymore i love it when you sing i'm just welcome kidding. back to the professionals and animal lovers show where you get to learn about things that before you showed up you didn't know all right so here's the thing i want to know teddy lynn charmaine i want to know I, I val and i were texting during this she wanted me to make sure that we know that your organization does not charge people when you help them find their dog. You just ask that if you find their dog, that they pay it forward, that they make a donation so you can get out and help other animals. So I want to ask this question this way. I want to know how we can support the organization, but I'm wondering because what we're building here is a community of professional business people uh, and professionals in this sector, in this space around animals. Is there a business that you would, Art, Teddy, if, if you don't mind sharing what you do for a living, Lynn, Charmaine, if there's ways we can connect you to prospective clients, prospective partners, as well as, because I'm assuming if, if people are only giving donations and you're all volunteers, there must be other businesses or something you're doing, and we'd like to support those efforts. So I think I had a question there, but if not, I'd, I'll try to make a question, but tell us about yourselves and how we can help you and the organization. Lynn, you want to start? Lynn, okay. we're going to get you here. You're just going to take you off mute. Go. Yeah. So, um, you know, I work um, in an office um, every day and at night we go out and trap and trap dogs. 
um, you know, it's tiring. I work a job and a half to help support what we do because we, what we do, we love what we do. And there's no greater reward than handing a dog back to an owner. Yeah. You know, there's no money in the world that you could, you could um, charge for that. And, and we feel um, the reason why we started this and the reason why we feel this is because the elderly person who just lost his dog, they don't have the means to support that. Um, and then then people that do support it pay it forward with the next dog. But we don't feel that you walk up to someone and say, well, you have to pay me this and I'll find your dog. Some people can't do that. Valerie's telling me that's not typical, Lynn. That's what Valerie's texting me before. It, that's most trap trackers and trappers like this do charge for it. So you're Winston just showed up. Super Winston is here. Sorry, Lynn. Sorry, Lynn. I got distracted. <laughs> I, I love your dog. Mama. What's up, Winston? Bye. Oh Thank my God! <laughs> so, um, boy. So, um, you got an incredible nose. Uh, Teddy works. Teddy works construction, and we do when we can. Like we're working on a dog right now. Um, we have a lot of bills. We honestly do. We have, and and everyone that every dog that we find, um, we ask them to donate and pay it forward. So right now we're working on a dog, and when all we ask them to do is pay for our gas because gas prices right now are astronomical and. Teddy's mm -hmm. truck's a big F-150. That's $100 just to go down the block. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, you know, it, gas, batteries for our cameras. We have uh, 12 cellular cameras. They're hunting cameras. They're Spartans. They're spy points. They're my link, um, my, um, real links. Um, there are cameras that a raccoon goes in trap and we see it. It's on our phone. It shows mm -hmm. us a picture automatically and we're live. Um, so we know. Yeah, the cameras are a big thing. I mean, like right now, I got seven cameras out trying to locate a dog. Wow. With food in front of it. You, you guys know. are like the A team. Like, I picture you like in a helicopter, like paratroop <laughs> dropped down in the middle of the woods. Valerie, we just, we just lost half of the audience who was born, you know, like after yeah. 1986. That knows what's the A team? What are they? What are you talking about, right? I, I think Teddy go do kayaking droning walking 10 miles all in the same all in the same day you know for oh. a dog for and have this handout for nothing so it's really admirable i we mean worked on um you're also you're a volunteer charmaine or yeah. What, what yeah okay so did you and did you have to go through training um i was i did trapping like years you know years ago and then uh really liked working with teddy and lynn the most yeah, charmaine's done this long before us it's really an honor for to to work with them. And I'm sure volunteer something that you guys are looking for besides uh, you know obviously donations. We're going to share your link and everything, but uh, are volunteers something that you guys are looking to grow? Yeah, well you know we're always looking for help. Um, you know it's who can get out. You know right now the dog we're working on we have you know our friends um all over that area who live there are out um driving searching helping flyers yeah, driving and driving and looking and looking mm -hmm. yeah wow. Um, so, wow so with that and um that's why you know we don't we never know how long it takes for a dog like sasha is another dog that's in teddy's apartment you don't see her she's probably hiding right now took us five months to the day to trap her she was lost at jfk airport came over from russia the rescue um, got her off the plane. The two dogs bolted, and Sasha took five months for us to trap. And everyone said, "Just leave her. Just leave her." You know, there's so many other dogs on Long Island that need to be trapped. Every day, she sat on the 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 um, conduit and the Nassau Expressway, wow. waiting for Teddy to feed her. She sat there eight in the morning, and she sat there four in the afternoon, just waiting for Teddy to feed her. She's a, a yellow lab mix, oh. and we couldn't leave her. You know. Right. That cost us tons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. weren't leaving her. And on the, she went missing on January 27th. We um, she went missing on August 27th. We trapped her on July 27th. Five months to the day. We trapped her. I mean, her. you guys, again, you're doing God's work. No doubt about it. No, and, and it, it, it's important, Val, to know when you're on a team, to know what the other teammates are thinking. And as I heard you talking about what it, do they need volunteers. I think you saw me and my oldest son out there volunteering, doing a little bit of day of service, helping them track. I think that's what you were thinking. And if it isn't, let me say Definitely. it. And I was going to ask them next, like what they typically wear. And I was hoping that if it's in the woods or something, it might be waiters. Oh, <laughs> I, I, oh, uh, well, look, I am getting a pair of waiters. I found them on Amazon. I'm going to get those waiters. Shout out to John 
DiLeonardo, Lyon, uh, and, you know, I have the waiters, John, so it's just a matter of getting me out there to do some work with you. Yeah. But, Teddy, if we ever need waiters, you know, to go out in the water and jump off that kayak and I got to right. me, it would make for fun, well, as long as we find a dog at the end. If we don't, it's, then, funny, yeah. it's funny that you say that because he did, um, he did um, trap Nico. Um, Nico's one of the dogs I sent you the pictures of. Nico Winston tracked him. He got lost at where, Smith Point, Teddy? Yes. Yes, Smith Point's campgrounds. Wow. That's that was uh that was a tough one because it was surrounded by federal land. And I knew where Nico was, but he would run, even from the owner. He would jet down the beach, he'd be three miles away in a minute. Wow. So the only way to catch Nico is with the traps. And mm -hmm. uh being federal land. I wasn't allowed to put traps on there. It's federal protected um, bird right. breeding. Yeah, because the, the plovers. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so um, that was just that was a struggle. I yeah. mean, at first I was allowed to put it. There was uh, state land too, next to the federal land, and uh, first I had my traps on the state land, and uh, even the park rangers even helped me put it out there and set up my traps. Well, and listen. So sorry to interrupt you because I know that we have to come to a close and I, I hate doing this. This is why we always run out of time, but this is what I want to make sure we get in. Tommy, can you do the website? And I'm sorry, again, well, I'm sorry I, think about you. I think it's only Facebook. Is that right, guys? Yeah, right. we're yeah. working on a website right now. Yeah, right. okay. the website's almost complete. All right, okay. so Facebook, shout out to Facebook real quick. I mean, I shared it, but shout it out for those not listening on Facebook. It's okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it at li dog trackers at li dog trackers or just just search long island lost dog search and rescue val say what you got to say and then i got to close this off we're running out of time i hope everyone makes a donation or considers making a donation and if not at least share 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 and just remember to save the date for the compassion award so that we can recognize and bring together great leaders in the animal welfare space the animal rescue space and the animal search and rescue space 10 11 22 at the refuge in melville right on that is it strong island representing all right so look in his total commitment to nonviolence, gandhi always included the animal stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated thank you Make amen thank you guys business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.